And welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Have a new guest with us this week, John Bradshaw, the Chautauqua High School Athletic Director and Head Girls Basketball Coach, former football head coach. You basically want former boys basketball head coach. You basically worn every hat over there, Johns. How are we doing today? Oh, pretty good. Not bad. Uh, just getting out and enjoying the day so far. Uh, obviously, I brought you in, and I want to talk about the introduction of six-man football to the state of Kansas. It's been in Kansas for a little bit. There's been schools in western in the western part of the state that have played it. Uh, but the Kansas State High School Activities Association this past week sanctioning it officially for the start of the 2022 season. Uh, in you know, I had been researching uh, six man football for a while now, and as part of a you know just some a series that I'm working on regarding how census data, what we can learn from that, and how that will affect high school athletics. And one thing I gleaned from that, I was like, well, there's going to be communities that are going to have to play six man football in the eastern half of the state, and it's probably going to come here soon in the next uh, few years. But then out of nowhere. Keisha, not necessarily out of nowhere, but faster than even I anticipated, Keisha sanctions it right there uh, this past week. And you had told me that Chautauqua High School is going to be among the schools on the eastern part of the state that will drop down and play six-man football in twenty in the fall of 2022. Uh, just uh, for our listeners, other schools in the, kind of in the southeast Kansas area that are going to do it, Altoona Midway is going to drop down. Waverly is going to drop down. They were one of they were a solid eight man program not too long ago, and uh, Southern Coffee County is another one as well. Uh, John, you, you interviewed with me uh, for the Parsons Sun and talked about this a little bit. So I'll basically ask you some of the same questions again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is kind of your initial reaction to the fact, and what was behind the decision once Case sanctioned this? Obviously, this had been in the works for a while. Why, why is Chautauqua making this drop down to six man? Um, it'll benefit our school and our kids. Um, instead of you know, w- instead of going up against uh, schools that have 60, 70 kids in high school, um, you know, we're, we're down into the thirties and forties, and um, so you know, it'll help us compete with schools our size mm-hmm. and, and give our kids the opportunity to um, to compete in football. You know, they they want to play football, so Your eyes are important. Um, it gives them that opportunity, and, and it has been something that. Uh, it's growing faster than what you think. Six man, it seems like every year there's three or four teams going to it. Small schools just to keep the programs alive. And the two or three schools that I've talked to said it's been the best move they've ever made. So you talked to talked to Burton High School. Um, and Pawnee Heights High School, and then I think, yeah, the some like, so, uh, well, you know, they said it was the best they ever made. Why? What, what was behind that? Uh, the kid, the program kind of got a little more energized. The kids, you know, they like I said, they're competing against schools their size instead of going up against, you know, like a Madison or Berlin game that has, you know, 70, 80 kids in their high school and also has 30 to 40 kids sitting on the sideline, yeah. you know, Ireland's team. Um, they're going up against, you know, kids that have 30, 40 in high school and having 10 to 12 on the sideline, and, and so they're able to compete. And, and they, they even got some more kids to even come out because they knew they were going to be able to kind of yeah. play and, and, and compete with the same size schools. And um, they said it was just kind of, a, you know, just kind of a new, their, their, uh, the energy around the program um, 
had all had kind of grown and and Mm -hmm. was better i i want to talk a little bit about chitopa football and just the trajectory it's been on really since i've been here so i got here in the fall of 2014 Mm -hmm. and and that was a ticker tape year for chitopa football it was sean price's last year as head coach of the program you were an assistant with that program yeah uh you know you had Derek cassell sherrick rogers I know I'm missing quite a few names off that list, but it was a very good year for Chautauqua football. Real quick, do you remember about how many kids were in your high school in 2014? Um, we were around upper 60s. Upper 60s? Around 60, upper 60s, so maybe in the 70s. Okay. Uh, and, and you guys won 10 games, uh, and really, I, I believe you advanced to the final eight. Maybe the final four. Yeah, yeah, we lost that up at Axel that year. Up at Axel, lost up at Axel, and a big reason, you know, I think for that loss was the was the an injury to Derek Cassell. Yeah, he, hurt uh, his he was out that game, and there. But I remember, you know, every year I always kind of make a make a joke that every fall I end up being a beat reporter for one school's football team because I usually have maybe there's usually only one that makes it pre- in my coverage area that makes it pretty deep in the playoffs. Well, for about two or three weeks, I was a Chautauqua football beat reporter because uh, you guys have been on that deep run. Uh, it, it, and I don't want to insult any of the kids that have followed up the program since then. The There's been a bit of a nosedive with the quality of that program since then in terms of just a win-loss record. Uh, I believe that the next season was one win, maybe two, something like that. Uh, two. Uh, it, it's... And as you guys have tried to stabilize the program, you took it over for a couple of years after Sean Price left and took the Lobette County job. Uh, you've had, I believe, I believe you're on your, including yourself, I believe you're on your fourth head coach since he left. Maybe third? Third. Third head coach yeah. since he left. Uh, I'm, you know, and you say now the school's in the 30s, the 40s. That that's a big difference in having seventy to eighty in the high in the low seventies up there. Uh, did you feel like if you had stayed eight man, there was ever going to be a, just a turnaround on the horizon where Chautauqua not necessarily could get back to a ten win program, but five or six? Would that ever have happened? Do you think? Um, if it would, it's going to be a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now in our, um, uh, well, we're just, I mean, one thing is we're we're girl dominant in in our school. Um, mm-hmm. There's maybe, you know, just a couple boys in each class. And um, and, and that's, and that's just, not changing it, from what I understand. No, it's, I mean, we're still pretty girl dominant. You know, we're, we're going to be girl dominant for quite a while. So, you know, that, that kind of hurts. And as far as the program, you know, you, you got to have the boys in the class to be able to do that. And um, I've been talking to some other people and, and, and it almost sounds like that's a lot of, a lot of other schools, you know, mm-hmm. they're girl dominant. So. Um, I don't know what that time period, why or what, but, uh, <laughs> what was you know, in the water about 20 years yeah. ago. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, and it is, you know, we, we had some, some big classes back in 2014. Um, you know, that we had some pretty good talented kids and, you know, we, we've got some talented kid now, kids now, and, and they work hard. It's just, they just don't have anybody behind them. We, we, yeah, we don't have the numbers to give them a break. You know, in point and take last night, you know, I talked to Coach Gehring after the game, and, and we, our kids came out and they played hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went down. Josh Gehring seems like a, a, a great guy who is 
going to do right by that program. Yeah, no, he's doing a good job. I mean, and the kids have bought in and they're, they're enjoying it. And you know, we, uh, we first, first possession, we went down three plays and we scored right off the bat, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we uh we just got tired. We we have no subs. So by the, the end of the first quarter, being in the second quarter, they were just worn down. And, to turn know, to. So when you have questions to about your property and casualty and kind of coverage, excel with from all there. The but uh, that can happen in you know, world, that, that's that's one of the nice main reasons for the switch. Happen, you know, we're, we're playing six man. We got ten eleven kids out. Well, you got five or six kids on the sideline. Now you can get some rotations. You can get some movements. Get some breathers. And they can stay fresher and be able to compete through the whole game from that list of yeah things i don't want to sound about. too alarmist or one encouraging uh, phrase we often hear from surviving the families at forbes speak here is when one announces uh, to the family that the all has been taken care of by mom and dad but, uh, nothing to worry about y- you know you, you and i were talking a little bit the about the move it's like a warm blanket on a cold you know, winter day so when you prearrange with forbes preserving a home it's a peace of mind to those you love well to me if it ever you know you guys now you know, Parsons, kids Altamont, sick, can't and play Chitopa. a game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. getting sick is a big thing right now in the world. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Chitoba was teetering on that point where you wonder how, you probably, we, we probably were wondering how viable the program was even to have at that school. And it, it, tell me if I'm wrong to where if, if Chitopa, and it doesn't have to be Chitopa, it could be Altoona Midway too. It could be any of these schools. If a school loses its football program, you're going to see a, a certain percentage of the boys that would have attended that school go enroll at the closest nearby school that has football because they want to play football and they want to be engaged in that in that activity. And as your boys start transferring out, that's just another quick hit to your numbers, and it probably accelerates what is already a decline in population at the school, and, and that's that's not good for the health of a community. Do you think six man? Do you think the introduction of six man, you know, stymies that at all? How important is it to have a quali- just a, a a football program that is any sort of healthy in your school? Yeah, I think that helps a lot. I mean, you know, those boys are going to be there. They're going to want to play. They get the opportunity to play. Um, you know, now that Casey sanctioned it, they're going to get to go play for a state championship, just like they would if they were playing eight or eleven man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, that helps a lot, and and. Uh, you know, like I said, I mean, it just, you know, hopefully it'll bring some, some energy back in, you know, like I said, coach Caring's doing a good job now and they're kind of, they got the energy and they're, you know, our kids right now, they're working their butts off and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, give them that opportunity to compete, uh, against schools, our size, you know, hope, you know, get that success and then just, you know, success drives a lot. You oh, know? Yeah. Um, if you're having successful seasons, you know, everybody wants to be a part of it. So, you know, hopefully get some of those other one or two kids that aren't playing, you know, start drawing them in to play. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, your, your team's getting ba- bigger and, and, uh, you know, have more, more success, you know, um, you know, the, the good thing is, is, um, you know, you talk about numbers, our elementary, our elementary numbers are up. Um, so I mean, it's going to be a few years, but you know, we, we've got kids keep them there. <laughs> yeah. We've got kids that, you know, we've got 12 to 15 in each class, kind of like we had in the past. So that, that helps a lot. And, um, you know, just get them up there and, you know, again, you know, program, you know, if you have a football program and, and they're successful, then, you know, they're going to want to stay instead of go anywhere. Mm-hmm.
Well, uh, John, I want I want to talk a little bit more about six man football and, and the state of Chautauqua, but we got to go to a quick break. You want to stick with me real quick? Yes. All right. right. We'll be right back here on the war room. John's Bradshaw, Chautauqua High School Athletic Director. Don't go anywhere. We're back here on the war room here on KLKC. I'm your host, John Fry, and I definitely know what I'm doing here in this studio as I'm still joined <laughs> by Chautauqua High School Athletic Director, John's Bradshaw. Uh, John's, we were talking about Chautauqua moving to six man. It'll start next fall. One thing that excites me about six-man football, Johns, is the fact that th- there are some interesting rule changes to it that the community, that football fans generally aren't used to. Uh, the first one that's kind of nitpicky is the quarterback can't run past the line of scrimmage unless he's pitched the ball, which to me, when I read that, to me, I read the rule is whoever receives the snap can't run past the line of scrimmage yes. unless they receive a handoff or like a second or third handoff. Yeah. Uh, the rule that excites me the most and I'm thinking to myself, Josh Gehring's going to have one heck of a time drawing up plays just uh, in his basement or whatever, is all six players are el- pass are eligible receivers. There's no such thing as an ineligible receiver in six-man football. That has got to make it fun to watch. I, have, have you watched? I've never watched a six-man game on tape or on or, or, or live, and I probably need to do that. I'm curious if you have and what you, maybe you might be expecting out of it. I have not watched a full game or anything, but I have seen like bits and pieces of clips, and mm-hmm. and it is yeah, it's it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be pretty wild. Um, you know, one one thing that uh, well, the other schools that we have kind of talked to, that's one one biggest thing they say is a big uh, adjustment is defense. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you account for all six being eligible? But you know, I think that's why it kind of makes it a kind of an you know. Um, you know, a little exciting because, you know, you, you don't know what the you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what, you know, who's going to get the ball. And the yeah. center could snap the ball back to the quarterback and then turn around and run for a 75 yard pass play, yeah. you know? Um, so, you know, and that's, that's kind of unique and, and uh, in its own way. And so, you know, I, I think it'll be fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and, you know, with us being one of the few schools, in this side, you know, we might see a, a little bit of people just wanting to watch the game, watch a six-man game and be free that night and come watch just to see what it's like. So It'll be interesting to me just to see. You're right. Defense is an interesting thing. I mean, is it – Is it? I feel like you're just going to go to basketball concepts. Is it man or zone? You got either a zone of the field or yeah. you're lined up against – you got number 17 and you're not letting him out of your sights. It's, it, it's I'm real interested to watch it. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be pretty interesting, and and I and I know our coaches have kind of started, you know, researching a little bit more of what you know what to do and how to do it and everything. How are you gonna? Let's talk about the integration process of six man. Uh, just the fact that you know, like you said, your coaches are going to have to learn how to coach it and learn how to scheme for it and everything. Will you get an opportunity to? Pl- are Are you going to do anything in the summer to try and integrate in the six man before just? diving head first next fall. Like one, one thing that crossed my mind literally as we were sitting here talking is you play Altoona this year. Is, is there any thoughts of, of making that a six man game? Or uh, And like I said, I'm just throwing things. I'm just throwing things against the wall, but what, what's kind of the thought process on, on integrating six man into Chateau, from a, from a schematic standpoint, from a logistic standpoint, uh, you know, a lot of it's, well, you know, the coaches will, you know, go meet other coaches that's done it and, and get some ideas and and how they've, you know, integrated in and moved over. Um, you know, we've got schools that are uh, not too far. Hopefully they can meet somewhere, you know, that like Burton. You know, they mm-hmm. did it a few years ago. You know, how, how did they transition? Um, 
you know, that's one good thing about we've been reaching out to a lot of these other six-man schools. They've been very helpful about, you know, the transition and what, what to do and how to help and uh, what to expect. And um, Is Burton so the, the closest school to, to Southeast Kansas that does six-man? Um, yes, at the moment. Where yes. are they? Where is Burton, Louis? Uh It's it's about three hours away from here. It's like uh, a little bit south of Wichita. Okay. Um, so... A little bit, a little so you're, bit south. you're about an hour past Wichita, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit past, yeah, it's a little southwest of Wichita. So, okay. um, but you know, I mean, it's, uh, um, it's a new territory, just like you do anything else. Uh, you know, it's like if it's an 11 man team dropping down to eight man, you know, you just mm-hmm. got to do your research and, and, and figure it out and, and, you know, run with it. But, you know, as far as the summer, you know, yeah, I mean, our kids and our coaches are going to have to dive into it and, um, you know, work and, and see what they can do and, uh, I don't, you know, at the moment, I don't know of any team camps for six man, but you know, with, with more teams, you know, uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, I know the last count was 25, but I've heard there could be over 30, mm-hmm. um, that are dropping, you know, going to six man. So, you know, there might be more camp team camps that pop up, you know, when you know, colleges do like they do eight man and 11 man. So, yeah. you know, if that happens, you know, definitely we'll try to get our kids the best opportunity to go and, and work all work on one of those too so you would think there'd be someone whether it's a college or or, or some organization somewhere that's gonna that would be excited to host a six-man camp this offseason just simply for the fact that it's good, you're, you're preparing for the first year of it being sanctioned by Keisha. it's going to be newsworthy in and of itself uh have you heard from any of the kids that are on the football team now that might be that'll be back next year that are going to play six man what's been their reaction um, really haven't, you know, uh, it's kind of just happened this past week and we really just haven't, you know, nothing's been said. We had, they had home- a football game to play this week. Yeah. yeah. We had homecoming football, you know, they're, they just want to play and that's, you know, that's what we keep hearing is they just, they want to play football. Um, they don't, you know, that's what they want to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, this was the best move, you know, for our kids to be able to play football. Are there any other rule changes besides like the eligible receiver and the quarterback can't run past the line of scrimmage? Are there any rule changes or, or, or different rules in six-man football that I haven't mentioned that come to mind for you? Because you've probably done a little more research than I have on it. No, not. I mean, the ones you said, that's what sticks out to me is the quarterback can't run. Everybody's eligible. Everything yeah. else is, you know, it's football's football. There we go. You know, you just line up and you, and you go play. Uh, well, we, we've got about five, six minutes left uh, here on, on the War Room and – uh, it, it wouldn't be appropriate to bring you on the show without talking a little basketball, talking a little Chautauqua High School girls basketball. You are the head coach of that program. Uh, w- without feeling like I'm, without feeling, without my nose getting any browner than it already is, I've always thought you were a good coach of that program over there. You, you've done a good job at Chautauqua High School in always keeping the Chautauqua girls team relevant. Uh, in the Three Rivers League, you guys have routinely finished in the top half of the league or right around that halfway mark in what is a very, one is a large league. There's like what? 14, 12, yeah, 12, 12 teams schools, in it. Yeah. It is not easy to, you know, so, I mean, there is a, it's a large league. Uh, and one person I wanted to specifically ask about real quick is Braley Connard. Where did she end up doing after she graduated high school this past year? Um, she's going to LCC and going into, I believe, the nursing program. Good for her. Or radio radiologist or nursing. I can't. So she's smarter than us. Yes. That's good to know. Yes, a lot smarter. <laughs> uh, you know, I I wondered about you know, LCC would have been tough because they have a really really good women's basketball program. 
she could make it on that softball team, though. From what I hear, from what I heard, her softball stats were probably the most impressive out of anybody out of all her sports. Yeah, and she's she's a very. I mean, she she's a she was a good athlete. She's a good three sport athlete. Um, she could she could play softball. She could have played basketball. She could have played mm-hmm. volleyball. Um, I think she was just ready just to be a, a student and mm-hmm. and and uh, you know get her degree and and move on. She very quietly may be the one of the most accomplished athletes in that school's history. I would say she is. Yeah. I mean, you know, first first person to ever make it, first female to be a thousand point score. She was um, on the volleyball team that made it the only volleyball team that made, made it, it state. state. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's got a, She's had a lot of um, team accomplishments and she's had a lot of uh, individual accomplishments. Quick pop quiz question for you. Who is the most recent Chautauqua High School graduate to earn all conference honors at the college level for athletics? College level? College. They went to college. They, uh, got, they got all conference. I would have to say... Um, I'll give you a hint. It might be the most recent Chautauqua graduate to even play college athletics. I'm not sure there's been I'd any. I would say either Ryan Hellwig or Tyrone Armstrong. Chelsea Lapie. Oh, yes. Forgot about... Yep. She was... Yep. She was a good little pitcher over there at LaBette. Yes. Yes. I forgot about her. Yep. She, I mean, she went to the national tournament one year. Uh, her story to me was always interesting because she was the number two pitcher behind Alex Brake her sophomore year. Alex Brake was the, ended up being the national pitcher of the year in the country. Mm-hmm. But Lapie could legitimately shove it up you too. Yeah. And But then she gets in a really bad car wreck about a week before the national tournament and can't play. And it, it was always just so heartbreaking to see that story. But I loved watching Chelsea pitch. She was the perfect complement for that team. Uh that was just a pop quiz I wanted to give you. Uh, we'll talk. Let's talk basketball real quick here. We got about a few minutes left. Uh, what are you expecting out of this year's team? You got to have to replace a Braley, a Braley Connor. What's the program going to look like this year? Uh, yeah, you know we have to obviously. You know Braley was a big piece. We're going to have to replace her. Um, but you know we've we've got some. We got three or four girls that played. Got a lot of minutes last year. They're coming back, and um, I'm going to have a pretty decent sized freshman class come in and. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to get thrown to the wolves, you know, <laughs> um, we're, we're going to have to have them and, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably start off pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it always seems like, you know, first, first year before Christmas, we kind of start slow anyways. And, and we pick up our stride after Christmas, but, uh, it, there it's going to be the, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, I still think we can be in that top half yeah, because well, we got enough girls to do it. Um, Depth is and, so important at that level. If you yeah. can just, if you can just sub a girl out and give some girl some rest, that allows you to play more press, a little more man defense, press the issue a little bit, and, and that can wear teams down. Yeah, it's all going to depends on how fast and how quick our freshmen can pick up our our schemes and and our offense and our defense and and pick everything up. That that you know we're we're going to go as as fast as they pick us up, pick them, pick it up, and be able to get out there and give some minutes. John, yeah, John's Bradshaw schemes of last play of the game. I think it was a, you guys were down too. Better throw that full court pass and <laughs> tie it up. I re, I can't remember who you played, but it was like my it was my first year here, and you tied the game. On it was a it was against Union Union Town. Town. That's exactly yeah. who it was. You had an inbounds pass. It was a sideline inbounds pass, but so it was from it was from the opposite end of the court with about two seconds left. 
And you just heaved a full court pass right into the arms of whoever your best player was that year. One of Emily, your better, Emily Johnson. Emily yeah. Johnson. Yeah. And he caught it and made the layup, tied up. We went to overtime to win it. Beautiful <laughs> scheme, by the way. Always. <laughs> I still remember that play. Uh, one question I wanted to ask about the Three Rivers League, and you probably might know where this is going just by me saying that Doug Tuck's not in the league anymore, and I'm sure every other coach in the league popped champagne and <laughs> cigars just when he retired um, over there at St. Paul. Obviously, Doug Tuck, a, there's no other Doug Tucks out there. No. But St. Paul now, has. does that affect, how do you think that'll affect St. Paul, I don't want you to speak for them, but how does that affect the hierarchy of the league, do you think? Well, one, it's gonna, you know, it's going to affect any team when they lose somebody that's been there 30-plus years. Yeah. Because that's all they know. And as a Hall of Fame um, coach in two sports. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, and, and uh, you know, who uh, Coach Tuck, I had him as a coach. Um, I learned a lot from him, and, and yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to replace him. But, uh, you know, Kaylee Augustine, I think, is going to do a good job. She took him to the Pitt State camp. They won the tournament over there this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's going to be it'll be interesting to see. Um, but they've got the talent still there. Yeah. You know, so our, our league runs through St. Paul, whether Coach Tuck's there or who. But you know, yeah, you know, it, it's going to be. It, you may not feel as intimidated because you don't have thirty years of experience that you're trying to outwit over there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but guess what? Kaylee Augustine played on a. I believe she was a state champion at Gerard. Yes, uh, she was a state champion at Gerard. Won a lot of games in this area of basketball. She knows Southeast Kansas basketball, and she played college basketball at your alma mater, Neosha County. Yes, the girl knows basketball. Oh You're, yeah, she's she's gonna she's gonna have a more. I mean, and you know, I mean, and uh, she's played for coaches. You know, I mean, that no, I mean, like Coach Herlocker. I mean, he's a great coach. Yeah, and you know, she. She doesn't all. She only doesn't have Coach Herlocker experience. She has Coach Tuck experience, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of guide her. So, you know, all that experience just wrapped up into one. That's going to help them. That's going to help the girls. That's going to help her. So, yeah, that's what I said. I mean, I mean, it, I don't think it's going to drop. Uh, you know, teams are going to try to go after them, um, but I, I think, I mean, it's it's still going to be St. Paul. I mean, you have to beat them. Uh, you want to win the league, you're going to have to beat St. Paul. If I were, if, if Kaylee were sitting here right now, the one thing I would say I hope she preserves about that St. Paul program is keep running 32 minutes a man. Like, I understand that zone is getting more and more popular, yeah. but that is what made St. Paul tough to beat, in my opinion, is they yeah. just ran man at you for 32 minutes and you but, had to beat yeah. them. Yeah, for the full court. And yeah, and I and I don't know what her, her scheme or what her, you know, her thoughts are going to be what she's going to do. And, um, it'll be and there are some schemes that work. I don't want to trash yeah. zone too much, even though I have no problem admitting I am a, I am an extremist when it comes. <laughs> I, that was what I loved about Doug Tuck. It played to my biases was watching well, a team play 32 minutes a man. I like to play man, but once in a while you got to play, you know, you got to play, zone, play if zone, zone if you so. don't have the bodies to justify yeah. 32 yeah. minutes a man. Yeah. But, uh, last thoughts before we head out. Nope. I just appreciate you having me here. It's always it's always a pleasure. Well, uh, I will get you back on here uh, as basketball season nears. I'm excited to see what basketball looks like this fall, and, and I'm still excited to see how this football season ends. And I'm excited to see what six man football looks like uh, in Chitoba. I thought that was a that, that was a good decision by by you, and I know you're doing the right thing over there. Uh, that'll do it for the War Room here on KOKC. I'm your host Sean Fry. Thank you to Chitoba High School athletic director and girls basketball coach John's Bradshaw for joining us this week. Uh, We'll be back next week. Everybody stay safe and God bless.